Welcome to Mental Money, the podcast that empowers minority women in business to unlock their financial potential. Get ready to shift your mindset, break through barriers, and transform your relationship with money. Join us as we dive into practical strategies, expert insights, and inspiring stories that will elevate your financial success. Whether you're a seasoned entrepreneur, aspiring businesswoman, or just starting your journey, this podcast is your go-to resource for mastering money and achieving true financial empowerment. Get ready to level up your mindset and maximize your money with mental money. Hi, you're listening to the Mental Money Podcast. Thank you so much for coming back. Today we have with us Manoj, who is the owner of Manoj.ca, and he's going to be telling us how to implement AI in our businesses today. Manoj, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Um, actually, Manoj.ca is my connection website. My company name is Tetranodal Technologies, but I'm what? I'm so happy to be here. Excited to be here. Thank you so much. Yeah, of course. So, AI. We're in the future. We're here. Um, there's almost fifty to a hundred new technologies popping up every week, and I feel like that's a conservative number. Yeah, um, talk to us about what, like, let's. And this is going to be a very open-ended, candid conversation. Let's talk about, and I, let's backtrack. We're going to backtrack a little bit. We're going to take all the way back, all the way back, okay? Our audience is primarily novice entrepreneurs, right? They're women who are trying to navigate this entrepreneurial world, and our podcast serves as a way to support those endeavors, okay? Now, I ask questions not to be remedial, but I would like them to be answered from a conceptual point of view, right? So when we're looking at AI in terms of business, what should we understand AI as? Sure, sure. See, the first thing is at a fundamental level, what AI is, is a technology that can help us recognize very um, fine-grained patterns in our environment, which are not um we cannot perceive them with our mind what do i mean by that so let's say uh, you know you uh, take a 10 year old child and that child touches a hot stove right it only it only takes one instant to uh, for that child to understand you should not touch the hot stove because uh, it will hurt you so that's one data point going into our mind and the mind learning but right. now let let's put that child uh, in in the middle of antarctica uh, he's wearing uh, heat-resistant gloves. It's really, yeah. really cold out there. And now he touches the hot stove. It actually feels pleasant. It doesn't mm. hurt him. And so now the mind picks up multiple data points and says, okay, there is a new situation here where if these conditions are true, then I can touch the hot stove. Yeah. Now, even the most intelligent person can deal with maybe 10, 15 such variables. But if we want to work on more complex problems like you know, how do I grow my business? How do I find cure for cancer? How do I fix global warming? Whatever that is, it takes thousands or millions of parameters to figure out some solution for that. In yeah. that sense, our mind is very limited. So with mm. AI, what AI can do, it can ingest millions and millions of data points and find fine-grained patterns in that data and tell mm. us, okay, this is exactly what is going on. Right. So um, the idea is to understand this uh, technology as an extension of our human mind, but capable of discerning much more out of the environment and learning what is actually going on. Right. 
So that mm. is that is what AI is, and uh, yeah, I hope that answers the question, and and no, we can uh, go deeper into this. Yeah, no, for sure. Dare I ask about sentient beings? <laughs> because there's like this big conversation now about, um, you know, and this doesn't really have too much to do with AI, but they're kind of scared that AI is kind of evolving too quickly. Yeah, so because of that, they're afraid of it becoming sentient and maybe it recognizes too many patterns and it's mm -hmm. collecting too much information. And therefore it becomes so intelligent that it maybe starts manipulating us as humans because we don't have as much capacity. We don't sure, have sure. it. So from that sense, like how should we, when we're processing the information that like, for example, let's just use chat GPT as an example, right? Because it's the most relevant yeah, yeah. now. Um, when we are processing information from chat GPT, I find that it's helping me especially augment a lot of the information and knowledge that I already have rather quickly. However, I know that it's inherently flawed because even though I'm using it, it I'm still it's still processing information that was given to it. But let's say it were to become sentient, how do how am I ingesting this information now with a grain of salt so that I'm still aware of like the margin of error that chat GPT can shoot out and then still being able to use it in a way that's functional for my business? Sure, sure. A great question. I'll, I'll answer it in several parts. First, the question about AI becoming sentient. You know, I have a background in technology. And apart from that, I have a deep understanding of the human mind. I actually um, meditate. Uh, I've been meditating for the last 13 years. And I, I learn, uh, you know, I read about neuroscience and human psychology and all that. The thing is that um, the point that people uh, bring up about AI becoming sentient is is, a, is basically an idea planted in their head uh, by Hollywood, uh, by uh, movies like Terminator. But anyway, I talk to people and I say, okay, there are 8 billion people on this planet. We don't realize that no more than 0.001% of the people are sentient, meaning they are self-aware they are uh, in tune with their own traumas, their own emotional baggage and things like that, let alone a technology that we build. So when we think about uh, these concepts that AI will take over humanity or something along those lines, these kind of negative actions are not a result of intelligence. It's a result of a negative trauma or negative emotion that we feel as humans. So things like mm. jealousy and ambition and, um, you know, uh, like cruelty or these are the things that are ingrained in us um, that come come out in a, in a very convoluted way where we want to harm other people. But yeah. even if I were to say that is something possible, somebody will have to have such deep knowledge of human psychology and how the mind and and uh, everything works that we need to create an algorithm which will plant jealousy and mm. cruelty and these kind of negative emotions inside an ai and now say okay now you can act on my behalf to overcome humanity or something along those lines i don't yeah. believe i don't believe even if there was a way to do that i don't believe a person with so much negative sort of you know um 
foresight will have the ability to overcome their own shortcomings and and teach this ai how to become that type of person yeah makes sense yeah. um yeah so 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 that's what so that uh, hopefully that answers that question the second thing uh, the the next thing is about how can we trust ai see uh, once again ai is nothing else but an extension of human consciousness okay mm-hmm. so just like we cannot 100% trust everybody on this planet we ourselves make things up all day long yeah you know so when we when we are having a conversation with somebody when we don't know a topic we generally fill in the gap and say oh you know i i think it's it's that way right mm-hmm. ai is doing exactly the same thing right yeah. so when we start to think about ai as a true extension of our mind that's when things start to uh, you know sort of uh, align for us and now mm-hmm. we can say okay for inconsequential things like if i i'm writing a letter to a friend i'm writing a social media post i'm doing something inconsequential i can trust ai but if i'm using ai to write a patent i'm writing an application for my uh, uh, college entrance i'm i'm doing something more uh, meaningful or something with high stakes yeah then it is up to me to double check the facts and make sure that ai is going to help me save my time but then i need to make sure that i do my due diligence and not trust ai blindly and then mm-hmm. take the next action i hope that yeah. answers the question it does and i appreciate that um i i appreciate that a lot and i'm going to make larger points uh later on down the line to the people listening because i've been trying to say that and people um i feel like people think i'm trying to so i teach let me let me just give you context i teach about how to write grants for businesses, right? But proposals, like more like business proposals. And a lot of people will ask questions about like, oh, I'll just use ChatGPT. And I'm like, you can do that. Absolutely. I encourage it. And um for to save some costs, I absolutely think they should. And I think that they think when I disc- when I not I do encourage it, but when I do discourage it in some regards, um like for example, like some financial projections or like some like certain pieces of data um they think i'm saying that because they want me to like they want i don't care who you get the information from but it's not foolproof and the stakes are too high to trust just chat gpt to give you that information so that that's essentially why um i'm i'm definitely going to write off on that point to to use it wisely and if yeah. the stakes are high definitely be mindful but to your earlier point it sounds like as far as like the sentient piece that we're all like technically afraid of or people seem to be afraid of it seems like we're just projecting our own fears onto the exactly. side exactly right exactly okay yeah yeah okay, so, yeah no that makes sense that, that actually gives a lot of context <laughs> like it, that's true i mean everybody doesn't really know themselves even well enough but yet alone um the ai is going to be the one to destroy humankind i guess right yeah well we've done a pretty good job doing it ourselves anyway <laughs> Anywho, all right, so as far as business is concerned, uh, how should we be using AI to really maximize our profits, maximize our business? Okay, matter of fact, let me backtrack a little bit. I've been on Twitter digesting all of this AI information and I'm watching people like create coins, like cryptocurrencies. I'm watching people like make millions of dollars off of this. Um, And then these are quick turnovers. Like this is not like a sustainable, profitable model. 
but how can someone integrate this to create more of a sustainable business model with a good revenue model and like something sustainable? Sure, sure, sure. See, um, again, I'll, I'll answer it in multiple parts. One thing is that any business owner, they are, they have the idea. And as we know, uh, the business will do really well if you have a really good teams helping you, surrounding you, and, you know, showing you the way. Because as business owners, we can only be good at a few things. The rest, we sort of, you know, we, we try to figure out because that's the, that's the part of doing business. But now mm -hmm. let's say I come to you and I say, okay, um, Natalie, you, you are running this business. Uh, here is an employee that I have got. He or she has a degree in medicine, has a degree in law, has a degree in business, has a degree in, you know, history, anthropology, what have you, name, name a topic, and this mm -hmm. person knows it. And by the yeah. way, this person is available to you 24-7, never takes a break. What will you be doing with this person as your assistant in your company, right? Yeah. You can ask uh, a strategic question and say, hey, how do I market my uh, product or service? How, what are the pain points of uh, the people who are not uh, already my clients? Um, wh what kind of tactical things I can do today to attract mm -hmm. clients? You know, how do I communicate with them? What, you know, give me some ideas which are counter to my point of view, because a lot of people drink their own Kool-Aid and yeah. until they actually meet somebody honest and knowledgeable, they don't know their idea is not good. So you can go yeah. to AI and say, hey, point holes in my understanding. What are my blind spots? Right. Mm. So you can think of this as a super intelligent uh, a human being or an employee who is ready to answer any of your questions. So um, what can you do? If you're looking for a way to fund your future, I need you to stop what you're doing right now. And I need you to grab your spot on the wait list for the six figure funding formula training. Now here's the deal, right? I'm going to grab 20 participants and I'm going to walk them hand in hand. I'm going to show them exactly how to grab their proposal, their pitch deck, their business plan. And you are going to personally get all of the assets that you need to be able to walk through the grant process seamlessly. So if you, if that's what you want, you need to go ahead and grab your spot because the people People on the wait list are going to hear about it first. All right. So if you're ready to join cohort one and you're ready to walk through this grant process seamlessly, then you go ahead, grab your spot on the wait list and I'll see you in cohort one. You can start by, first of all, overcoming your fear. So start, uh, you know, start by creating an account with ChatGPT and then do two things. One, start asking better questions because yeah. every entrepreneur, a successful entrepreneur Everything starts with a question. Can I do this? How, how will it be done? You know, what is the process to do this? And you have all these questions rotating like stories in your uh, head. You can use that uh, chat GPT to ask that same question. And mm -hmm. the answers will you'll get. Initially, you may not be as good at asking questions because asking questions is also a, 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 a very good um, skill that you need to develop. Yeah. But when you use chat gpt as your sounding board you will notice as you just said that it gives you information it expands your mind it mm -hmm. helps you to become better at asking better questions that's yeah. number one. Second thing you should try and use chat gpt to become better storytellers because when you are answering somebody's question 
if you just use facts and figures and i can understand this coming from a financial domain yeah a lot of most of us we cannot remember facts and figures yeah and it goes over our head but if i use a story to share the same facts and figures it will actually stick in our mind and the reason is because of the way we evolved you know uh, people don't realize that writing was only invented about 6 to 7000 years ago mm. and hu- humans have been on this planet for at least 200000 years so before writing was invented all the information used to be passed on from generation to generation yeah. through sto- storytelling okay yeah. so our mind has evolved to remember stories and the reason again is because stories have an emotional uh, uh, effect on us yeah and our mind and our heart our whole evolution is all about remembering emotions not facts and figures so so get get better at uh, doing two things to to bring it all back use chat gpt to ask better questions and tell better stories in fact i'll i'll give you one quick exercise and yes. i i hope this will really help you see the power of ai let's say you have a goal you know everybody has a goal they want to achieve something focus on a small goal let's say you want to go uh, do you want to take your little uh, son on a picnic or you know you want to go on a date or you want to uh, you know just like close a deal something small mm-hmm. generally we have a vague idea of what that could be right you go go to chat gpt and ask give it a few inputs about what this event or success story will look like and mm-hmm. ask it to write a very detailed 2000 word story about how it happened in your life it has already happened assume it has already happened you've already gone on a picnic ask chat gpt to describe in detail what happened in that picnic you know what did you eat what did you what did you play what did you do um how did you get there and read that story to yourself every day for the next 7 to 10 days and you will see a massive shift happen in your mind and in fact many people may actually end up getting what they have been desiring <laughs> you just unlocked pandora's box sir <laughs> i think that's what you just did okay <laughs> yeah wow okay hmm Does that have like transferable use? Does that have to be a picnic story? No, anything, anything. Okay. The the thing about this is and the way that it interacts with our mind is that our mind is limited as I said earlier. We have 60,000 thoughts every day. Mm. Okay? On average, a human has 60,000 thoughts every day. There is no way we can convert all that into words even in our thoughts. So the thoughts just is a is an endless stream of you know consciousness right. and and uh, we are only able to pick up a few thoughts from here and there and mm-hmm. the thing is our mind needs details our, our mind needs clarity on what we are trying to get or what we are trying to achieve so with our limited capacity we are only able to observe a little bit right but when mm-hmm. you go to chat gpt and ask it you know to grow your business just write a story about how you signed up 15 clients in a day um you know what happened how did it happen uh, and see what uh, what kind of results you get and let me know 
I absolutely will. I can't wait to do that exercise. Like, I'm, I love things like that. So I'm literally tickled. I'm so excited. <laughs> like, I want to see if this is going to work. <laughs> but, so you know, I, I want to do a little bit of a pivot because I, I realize just some of the language that you're using. You seem to be a very spiritual person, not from like the religious sense, but from like the high level meditative, use the word meditative, like consciousness, like that kind of thing. How has that impacted your business? And like, how does meditation work for you? Because I'm trying to get more into that. So I'd like to see how that works. See, it, it, it has everything to do with uh, my business and my life experience, because we live life if before we meditate uh, or people who don't meditate, we live life. Um, you know, you must have heard this saying, we only use 10% of our uh, mind power and yes. the rest 90%. So we go through life, observing life only 5% of the time. It's like you're driving down a freeway and your windshield is covered with dust or mud or insects. So the visibility is very poor. But as mm. soon as you switch on the windshield wipers, all that dirt is removed. And now mm. you can see everything clearly. So mm. meditation, what that does is it removes all that dust. Because every action we take in our life is actually controlled by our subconscious mind. And our subconscious mind is the, is takes 95% of our decisions. And mm. then our rational mind, our conscious mind, it logically explains our action and says, oh, I bought this red car because it has you know, good mileage, it has warranty. But I bought the car because I really like the way I will look in that red car. That's the sure. truth, yeah. right? So when you start to meditate, you can start to observe your own thoughts and you can start to know, okay, what is the origin of this thought? Where did it come from? Why am I doing this? Not only that, but you can also start to observe these patterns in other people. So if you're a business owner, the, 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 the magic wand that you can get is to read other people's minds, right? And understand what, what is happening in their mind. Yeah, if you can, yeah, if, if, you yeah. Can, if you can read that as a book, how powerful of a business person you will be. Mm. And so when you start to meditate, these things start to become available to you. And now you can start to incorporate that into your business, into your language, into your marketing, into your sales. It's all about just trying to understand other human beings, right? Yeah, no, that makes sense. So the goal of the goal of meditation is not to clear your mind, it's to observe your mind to try to get ahead of it. Is that what it's I'm the same? It's the same thing. When you get um, when your mind uh, so. Okay, so let me explain with another analogy, right? So, you know, stickers, uh, the ones that you stick, uh, peel off a layer and then you stick it on a surface. Sure, yeah. Yeah. So our mind, the subconscious mind and the conscious mind is like a sticker. So they are both uh, wrapped up in one unit. So when we look at our mind, we say, okay, you know, this is our mind. But with meditation, just like that sticker, our conscious mind and subconscious mind start to separate. Okay, so now my mind can observe the subconscious mind as a separate entity. Okay, so what that does, it, it helps me get rid of the, 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 the stuff that I don't need in my mind. I can, I can voluntarily 
pick up that stuff and say okay get rid of this i don't want to think about this right mm-hmm. and now my mind is clear even though it's not empty it is clear yeah. of the things that i don't want yeah. and now, now since i am clear uh, my purpose is clear my vision is clear for myself i can relate better to other people and and they feel heard and understood as mm-hmm. well make sense yeah no that does make plenty of sense that's so interesting how long how how long do you meditate a day 20 minutes a day 20 minutes 20? a day that's it that's it interesting it's so i'm going to tell you a story mm-hmm. not no fun it's <laughs> yeah uh, i i went to um speaking I, i didn't know i was doing this but as you're saying it i realized now that there was like that i i guess i was observing i don't know i guess i was separating myself from the situation and then mm-hmm. i was able to see her better and i was mm-hmm. influenced by that 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 mm-hmm. situation so there's one time i had an employee who um who was calling me on a friday but there was like it was like a holiday weekend right she wasn't on any assignment so she called me friday and i told her hey i'll call you tuesday when i get back into the office I guess I wasn't satisfactory for her. So she called me that Sunday and I'm on my way somewhere and then she's calling me and she's yelling and she's like so I had a business partner at that time, right? So she's calling and she says she's yelling literally blowing into the phone. Long live the business partner's name, right? And I'm just like and and in that moment I realized I I I could have felt triggered, but there was like a almost like a I don't know how to explain it, but it was almost like a split second. between mm. a separation between when she started yelling and me watching it from like almost a outsider yeah 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 experience yeah. you see what i'm saying absolutely and I, and i was able to see that in that moment she just wanted to be acknowledged yeah 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 she might have thought maybe i was ignoring her or maybe it was too long between the time that i told her i'd get back to her and like she wanted whatever it was resolved and i was just explaining to her like you know like it was a long weekend there's nothing i could do about it i'm not even in town like i'm not in the office the office is closed like there's really nothing i can do about it till tuesday um yeah <laughs> and it was nothing pressing cuz she wasn't assigned to any client mm-hmm. so it it really could have waited i promise <laughs> yeah and at that moment i think that was the first time i ever made that distinction and i think i want to start doing that more intentionally like being able to like if our brains if the wall between the like if for example let's say our we are a car right and the inside of the cars are subconscious cuz we're on autopilot right we drive and we don't even realize it and then the outside world is where we're supposed to be conscious and then the stickers on the windshield i want to be able to see the sticker more yeah 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 absolutely absolutely yeah i mean meditation there are many many types of meditation so i highly highly recommend uh, people meditate in fact i in my opinion it should be made, made mandatory in schools interesting mm-hmm. how okay so i have a 2 year old how would i how would i teach her this concept see a 2 year old i believe maybe too young but after 7 mm-hmm. 7 or 8 um, mm-hmm. basically so there are guided meditations you can start with that because um, you can just put on headphones and then let um the the narrative in that um guided yeah. meditation guide you because it's all about sort of you know 
looking at your own thoughts and directing them so once you yeah. get into the habit of doing that then there is transcendental meditation there is uh, other types of meditation whatever appeals to you whatever you find easy there are some people for example um you know uh, have you heard of a labyrinth uh, you know a labyrinth in in um, in uh, christianity there is a uh, there's something called labyrinth and you, you basically walk it's a, it's a round sort of uh, maze and you walk around the labyrinth uh, multiple times and what you are doing is you are just walking and uh, uh, and uh, sort of introspecting oh, okay your own mind and that itself that act is meditation so so one person i know he's he's one of my mentors he loves motorcycle he loves uh, racing on motorcycles and so he tells me that when he races a motorcycle he's totally disconnected from the world he's right mm-hmm. in his mind mm-hmm. so for him that's meditation so meditation is is basically you know i don't want to mi- give a misconception to people that okay this is the only way to meditate it's yeah. about con- connecting with yourself and sort of observing your thoughts and um and if yeah if somebody has any questions about that i'm happy to um recommend some meditations but as long as you start to meditate and it it um, resonates with you then that's your uh, method yeah sure i'm going to make a note on meditations um to follow up with you about that cuz i'd love to include them in the show notes please yeah we spent we spent a good amount of time talking about it so just in case anyone wants the, yeah. the resource that'd be great um okay so yeah so i'm sure that that meditation has also helped you gain some like clarity for your own business like problem solving kind of being able to detach yourself from the the pressure of having to solve a problem yes exactly exactly yeah, yeah. i mean um you know uh um last three years i mean with the pandemic and everything have been very very stressful a lot of people for a lot of people i right. certainly went through a lot of stress myself um and uh, it really helped me to uh, fortify myself going through an experience like that so mm-hmm. um as you said like just staying in the present and saying okay i know things are tough but there is a reason behind it let me focus on that reason what is that reason this is helping me overcome a challenge this is helping me become stronger this is helping mm-hmm. me learn a new skill um all of these things we start to look at life in a very very different light you know yeah. everything everything is there for a reason and that's a very very powerful thing to adopt in your uh, in your thinking right no for sure that's interesting we were just talking about that the other day mm. <laughs> that's so interesting okay so i'm going i'm going to pivot back into the ai conversation yeah. <laughs> thank you for entertaining that um so ai we we mentioned using the storytelling method asking better questions what are some questions that we should be asking other than like the the storytelling format yeah yeah great question so so let's say you know i my focus is uh, to expand my business right and let's say i'm serving as you said like you're serving first time entrepreneurs females they want to uh, build a business right. now some of the questions that you may have uh, in your mind for your clients is what are what is something bothering them you know are they worried about funding are they worried about uh, marketing uh, are they worried about 
hiring? What are they worried about? Mm -hmm. So what you can go to chat GPT and say, hey, I'm running a business uh, which is related to finance. This is my target audience. This is where they live. This is their financial situation. Um, th this, these are the kind of suburbs they live. They generally have these many kids. So give them all, give all this information to AI so that AI can yeah. understand what you're talking about. Now you can say, tell me what is bothering them in their day-to-day -day life. Tell me what is prompting them to start a business. Tell me what are they scared of um, in terms of starting a new business. Now, these are questions you can ask people, but it will take you a lot of time to ask yeah. these questions because you need to build a rapport before mm -hmm you can get to a point where they will feel comfortable sharing with you what is bothering them. Yeah. Nobody's going to tell you that, in, you know, in truthfully, right? Even if they feel comfortable, as we have seen, if you send, send out surveys, you know, we have seen latest uh, elections, the exit polls are never right. You know, the exit polls will be saying one thing and the result will be different. So right. even if people are willing to share information, they're not going to be open and honest about how they truly feel inside. But Asking ChatGPT, you can get true sense, all the vulnerabilities, all the emotional baggage that comes with in entrepreneurship, all mm -hmm. the insecurities. You can really get all that from AI. And yeah. now you understand your audience at a much deeper level. Mm -hmm. That it's not about funding. It's about the risk of failure. It's not about, you know, um, uh, asking for money. It's about being rejected you know yes. these these are the fears that are holding them back and how do you address it uh, at, at a deeper level so that you can make them stronger enough so that they can you know go ask for funding ask for more money whatever that is right yeah no I love that you said that because I always tell my clients like when we're talking about like problem and solutions like what what problem your business solves for your consumer I always tell them Nobody wants the hammer. They want the nail in the wall. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, so no, that's perfect. That actually like that, that I never thought to ask chat GPT questions like that, like that to frame them in a way where it's asking it to essentially outline your, the pain points Yeah. so that you can, uh, you can create the, and the possibilities are infinite. Like you can, create, can, you can create content around it. You can outline marketing campaigns, email campaigns. So yeah, that's that's really valuable. Um, as far as integrating it into our businesses so that we're like lowering expenses or even making more money, how would that, how should we maybe ask better questions in that regard? Okay. So see, first, first and foremost, this is a question that you just asked me. This question mm. itself can be directed towards AI, right? Yeah. Second thing is, uh, yeah. Second thing is what we do when we work with business owners, we say, okay, let's analyze your business and find the lowest hanging fruit. Meaning yeah. what will save you the most money? What will save you the most time or make you the most money? As mm. business owners, we all have a faint idea. Okay, you know, if I go this, this direction, if, if I only get this done, you know, I think I'll, I'm going to be able to make this much money, right? Yeah. So now uh, you can use AI to start to refine those ideas. You can mm -hmm. say, okay, give me a strategy on how I can, let's say I, I have 10 clients. I can say, okay, my business is this, I'm coaching, I'm, I'm doing this uh, stuff. I have 10 clients. This is 
these are sort of the kind of clients i have served tell me how to get 10 more clients yeah. give me step by step instruction tell me where can i find these clients how mm. do i approach them what do i say to them you know all of these things as i said earlier if you come across a harvard gra- graduated mba with years of experience and that person is available to you for 2 hours what will you ask that person right right and you can yeah. just imagine chat gpt is that person right right okay yeah and then and then of course wherever you need expert help you can work with people like uh, like uh, my company to provide that extra help but the first few steps you can take on your own right so you are more on the development side we are both uh, so we consult with business we unpack their business in most cases we can understand their business better than they can within an hour and then we can say okay i can see a problem here you don't have any automation in this aspect mm-hmm. of your business so automate this i'll give you an example so we were talking to a few real estate agents and real mm-hmm. estate is all about communication it's all about people and we found out that 80% of the time these real estate agents were spending on communication meaning mm-hmm. emails social media posts uh, sms texts whatever right so yeah. we we said that okay we can train and a personalized ai to talk in your tone the way that you talk the way that you communicate the way that you converse and with the help of an assistant we can bring down your time that is 80% of your time that is spent on communication to maybe 20% and now mm-hmm. you are saving 60% of your time to increase your business to talk to more people to do whatever yeah right yeah that's amazing yeah is is that mostly for is that mostly for industries where communication or like clerical administrative tasks are the predominant task or can you do that kind of process automation for industries where there might be like other tasks that needs to be automated as well absolutely absolutely see ai is a very vast field so what we have seen in terms of chat gpt is is actually just a language processor which is primarily used for communication uh, administrative tasks but there are other fields of ai for example there is a field called computer vision okay computer vision allows the system the ai to see images and videos and live feed just like humans can see okay right so we can implement that and i have two patents in in this technology as well so uh, you can deploy that technology for example for physical security you can mm-hmm. say okay you know i will watch a secured area through a, a camera and right. ai can determine you know whether this is a friendly person whether this is a hostile person whatever it is i can deploy the same technology to check the quality of uh, some gadgets which are being manufactured in a manufacturing company so you know if there is a assembly line where gadgets are being uh, manufactured you have to uh, employ a lot of experienced people who can check each and every gadget and say okay you know there is no crack there is no scratch exactly. here whatever but with with the computer vision you can like do that in microseconds right so you can just mount a camera on a very high speed assembly line and it can take very uh sharp images very very quickly and then using ai it can say okay yeah this is 
perfectly matching the specifications or there's a fault or something along those lines so right. so so as you start to dive deeper into this and based on the project scope and how complicated your situation is there are many many different fields of ai that can be combined together to create a very impactful solution right no for sure so i applied to a grant maybe september okay september march it was march of this year and i remember one of the questions that they asked because of the nature of my business they asked for me to make an argument for hiring people because my business because the nature of my business seeks to eliminate the human error and um need for humans as a way to lower expenses and like that kind of thing right how do you feel about the fact that ai will replace so many people's jobs and what do you propose for people who are <laughs> your demeanor changed no no, no 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 for people who um are afraid of this revolution and suggest that they do to embrace this change because we're already here like if if honestly if we're not if you're not already integrating it you're already kind of behind right yeah, yeah so exactly. so what would you propose to them because i feel like fix learn how to fix machines right <laughs> that's pretty much that's pretty much what I, I that's how my mind is kind of gearing towards things but it's not that simple because that's a skill and you have to learn but i feel like a whole group of people are going to be left behind because of this technology. So what would you say to those people who are kind of afraid of this because of that that piece? See, the thing is that AI is not going to replace jobs. A person who understands AI will replace the job. So mm -hmm. meaning mm -hmm. if you are willing to upscale and embrace this technology, the opportunities that will open up are immense, okay? Yeah. Th this is the biggest wealth transfer that humans have ever witnessed. So yeah. what does that mean the ceo of ibm and he's a very very knowledgeable ceo of ibm has said that uh, ai will add about 10 trillion dollars to the world economy by yeah. 2030 okay wow. so just to put it in context right now the world economy is about 80 trillion dollars okay mm. so 12.5% of the world economy will be added in the next 7 years and i right. think he's he's underestimating right yeah i think it's it's much more so that's the magnitude of opportunity so mm. if you want to stay away and be afraid and trust the misinformation then it's up to you but if you want to embrace it then i will share a few ideas where you'll it'll help you put it in perspective so before mm. before the internet came along there was no such job as a web developer mm. there was no such job as search engine optimization engineer there was no such job as you know video editor for online videos mm. social media management all of these all these opportunities came along because the new technology provided a platform for better jobs right right so if you embrace the technology you will find that you will uh, you will be pulled into new types of jobs which are more enjoyable right where, which are more um, uh, meaningful impactful right and, yeah for example I, i'll i'll give you an example i was talking to a neurosurgeon 
And I'm I'm sorry. One second, please. Sorry about that. That was my toddler crying for me. Please. No worries, no worries. I have two two young boys as well. I understand. <laughs> um, so I was talking to a neurosurgeon, and he told me that for every hour they spend with the patient, they have to spend two hours entering data into hospital mm. systems. So now you can imagine if AI is able to do that job, how much time it will save. It's similar example to the real estate. a uh, group of people that i talked about where we were able to save 60% of their time with communication so right. the I, the idea is that if you embrace it you will start to see the benefits and you will start to find new avenues to apply your skills find better jobs find bigger businesses more opportunities so that's uh, that's my message okay i i agree i'm i agree with you i just don't people don't people don't want to hear it from the horse's mouth sometimes they want to hear it from other people's mouths so i'm glad you're the one that said it you're the professional <laughs> so i agree with you 100% um learn how to build machines or align with jobs that are are congruent right so what are some job titles that we should be looking for what are some skills that we should be building and learning that will help us to position ourselves to kind of capture some of this new wealth that's being that's being developed See, I believe is that prompt engineering one of them. Sorry, is prompt engineering yeah. one of them? It's uh, prompt engineering is one of them. And mm-hmm. if you break down, I already said this. Prompt engineering is nothing else but asking the right questions. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, um, my in my opinion, uh, today what you can do is sign up for ChatGPT, start asking questions. and then bring that skill to your real life you can start asking your whatever you are doing today whether you are um, you know whether you are running a business whether you are a server at a restaurant whether you uh, are a hairstylist whether you are a ceo of a company whether you are a vice president of sales whatever you are doing right now you can start to ask questions about how can i make this better yeah how can i serve my employer better how can i serve my clients better how can i connect with other human beings better you can start to do that right now today and you will become an ai augmented human being today mm. i like that any specific thing though i know people are going to be looking for specific so like any yeah. specific job titles that you just want to shoot out like things that people should be could could like explore or look into i'm not saying like this is not hard and fast suggestions like go yeah. do this yeah, but like yeah. i know prompt engineering is one of the ones where you know you're ask you're learning to ask ai the good questions which is great but like you know what job title should we actually be exploring that will help us to be better ai augmented human beings Ah uh, okay so um so let's uh, let's think about ai augmented customer service representative um where i believe chatbots will become more uh, smarter and smarter but i believe there's going to be a point where we will provide an option to say do you want to talk to a ai powered chatbot or you want to 
talk to ai augmented human being and so the the human being will have access to ai to be able to answer the questions uh quickly but the human being also will have the sense and emotional intelligence to empathize with your problems to listen to you so That's one thing i will say universally what will happen is because our cognitive abilities will not be at a premium anymore because the machines can do the thinking our emotional side will become more valuable absolutely okay? Yeah. the ability to listen to ability to empathize the ability to relate to other people mm-hmm. if you start to develop that it will be invaluable to you in any job title anything that you do because that will be valued much much more in this new era right mm-hmm. um so like whatever job title you can think of you know um uh empathetic financial advisor and empathetic uh you know uh tax planner and empathetic so empathy will rule the world yeah and ai will augment your thinking mm-hmm. you know so i i i know i am not giving you very specifics no, but okay. i'm i'm trying to paint a picture of what the future future looks like right yeah no it's it's fine i i get it i and i hope i i'm it wasn't for me it's for my audience i know them so and i i empathize with them because they always they're very like they're they have very um practical minds yeah so i try to give them very tactical things that they would like okay i can go and look into this i can do this right yeah. i'm sorry one second that's okay that's okay Sorry. Um yeah, my audience has very like practical minds. They like things that they can like, you know, get their hands on, look into, dig really deep and like dig too deep research on. Um so it's more for them than me because I um I I understand this from a very high level, right? I'm in the AI space. We're looking to build an alternative learning platform that integrates AI. So I understand it. Um I joke a lot I, and I love that you talked about empathy because um I joke a lot about not being a financial strategist but actually being a therapist. I'm not a mm-hmm. licensed in any way shape or form, but mm-hmm. I joke about that because yeah, yeah. dealing with people's finances is a very sensitive topic and people come with their their mm-hmm. stuff, they project a lot of their stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to you have to have a level of empathy to do good work in that space. Um, so and serve the best, I believe. So I I love that you mentioned that as well because I I do agree that the people who are going to thrive in the future are the ones that can see people past themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Awesome. So Manoj, how how do we get in hold of you, and what what who should reach out to you, and for what, um, and how do you think you'll best serve our like people in our audience? Yeah. So you can uh, connect with me on LinkedIn search for my name Manoj Agarwal or uh, manoj.ca is uh, a web page where all my connection uh, all my social connections are there so my mm-hmm. first name.ca or find me on LinkedIn or you can go to my website uh, manojagarwal.com who i want to connect with is innovators people who are uh, risk takers because this is a and uh, a transition phase where people who can forward uh, think forward 
and yeah. say, okay, this is what I want to do. Um, so if you have a plan to implement AI in your business, you want to build something with technology, modernize your business, uh, and you are not um, afraid to take risks um, because it's an adventure to go on this new uh, you know, journey with AI. Uh, so those are the kind of people we are looking for and we help them you know, clarify their vision, figure out a project plan, implement uh, the technology, get massive ROI. We, we generally see a 5x, a 500% to a 1000% ROI on anything that people invest in. That's awesome. In terms of technology, yeah. That's so awesome. Thank you, Manoj. I'm going to be sure to leave all of your information in the show notes. So if anyone wants to reach out to Manoj, please do. Um, AI is the future. It's not the future. It's already here. We're in the future. If you're not here with us, you're already behind. Um, so thank you again for coming on. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for such a valuable 51 minutes. Like I learned so much. I'm so happy that we got to connect and I'm sure we'll be working together. Um, I really appreciate you. Thank you so much, Manoj. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thanks. Thank you for tuning in to Mental Money, where we've explored the transformative power of mindset in your financial journey. Remember, your potential knows no bounds. Now it's time to take action. Start by subscribing to our podcast to never miss an empowering episode. Join our vibrant community of minority women in business by following us on social media. Connect with like-minded individuals, share your story, and gain exclusive insights to fuel your success. Visit our website, mentalmoneypodcast.com for valuable resources, show notes, and bonus content. And don't forget to leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. Your feedback helps us grow and reach even more ambitious women like yourself. Together, let's break barriers, shatter glass ceilings, and rewrite the rules of success. Keep empowering your mindset and remember, with mental money, your financial future is limitless.